Warning. Anime Out of Context contains spoilers, explicit language, and general tomfoolery. Neither of our hosts are experts on any topic, and you should not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I've got a lovely bunch of self-esteem issues. Deedly dee. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, today's gonna be interesting. I hate when you use that word. I know you do, but how else would you describe a situation that is both of interest to the general population as well as of interest to me? Like, is there a synonym that you'd prefer I use? I would probably go with terrifying weeb shit. But it's not going to be terrifying weeb shit. I don't know about that. There's going to be a good amount of weeb shit. Yup. I mean, it's anime. Yup. Uh, but honestly, this time around, I'm being pretty nice to you again. Like, I've been pretty nice to you the past couple of weeks, and I don't know what's come over me, quite frankly. I mean, compared to a few that happened prior to the past couple weeks, I think it's more than fair. Are you trying to say that I ended the year on a pretty sour note? It was pretty fucking rough. I mean, it was only our longest episode ever. <laughs> and it was only on one of the most hated anime of all time. So rough. And also simultaneously very beloved, which, if you liked Sword Art Online, good for you. <laughs> good for you and all of your questionable choices in yes. life. Because, believe it or not, Rem, we actually did get some emails about uh, the Sword Art Online episode. Yeah, and, yup. Uh, basically, a lot of people were like, I disagree with you, but that's okay, which is the most amiable you can expect from an email about somebody hating your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they gave valid reasons such as nostalgia, and it was one of the first few anime they saw, which is fair, because, uh, for a big generation of people, that 2011-2012 two-year span was, uh, introductory period for a lot of anime fans. Is that period a period we are revisiting today? No. Oh, thank God. Pretty far from it, actually. Okay. Uh, we are talking today about something that we haven't really done before on the show, yet at the same time, it's going to sound familiar because we have done anime that are similar to it. Okay, already starting a little bit confused, so we're off to a good start. Well, Remington, do you remember what an isekai is? An isekai, oof. All right, an isekai is thrown into a different world. It's a different world anime, and most notoriously, it was Sword Art Online. In a lot of ways, yes. And uh, to be fair, that's the first isekai I ever showed you, and I'm sorry about that. <sighs> but there are a lot of really good isekai out there, and I've been on a bit of an isekai kick lately, which is, you know, fair, considering it seems like all of Japan is on an isekai kick as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, uh... You don't know this because you're relatively new to the uh, anime fan base, but isekais are kind of the problem child of anime right now. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, like even more so than really bad shonen in a lot of cases. Uh, even though oh, there, man. Even though there's some overlap there. Okay, that sounds a bit wild. Yeah, because ever since the popularity of Sword Art Online, uh, no matter what your thoughts are on it, you have to... Um, understand the impact it had on anime as a whole because it is wildly popular and is still wildly popular today and like i said in both of our episodes about sword art online it had a mildly interesting and evocative concept it was literally everything else that it shat the bed with yeah reki karahara can't write to save his ass but that's besides the point but ever since that and uh, there have been isekai before it but sword art is where things really kind of got blown out of proportions because before, most isekais were very good quality. Like, the idea of a average, you know, modern person being thrown into a magical fantasy world, or the world of spirits, or just another plane of existence is a fascinating uh, premise to start a story on. You know, how do their modern tendencies interact with the complicated fantasy world that they are thrown into? All right, Sean, I have a hope, and this hope isn't going to be the actual thing. I know it. And I'm going to be sad, and I'm going to be disappointed, because this hope is very westernized. Oh? My hope is that it's some bullshit like Digimon, where it's comfortable, and I know what it is. 
unfortunately, Urem, it's not Digimon. Damn. But that is an isekai! And it is an anime. Oh, man, I'm doing so good. Uh, we technically could cover Digimon as an isekai at some point. Oh, I am the best student. And look we at me might learn. do. If people want that, I'd be happy to get, give it a look. The problem is, is finding like the original Digimon series because it's not really on any of the popular streaming services. Can anyone recommend any comfortable westernized anime? Please, I would love you if you did. Recommend something that I saw when I was eight. Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, something. Come on, people. Honestly, man, Yu-Gi-Oh might just make you angry if you watch it. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's a discussion for another time, but uh, turns out card game anime aren't that great. <laughs> oh, I remember when I was an eight-year-old, I was all about Yu-Gi-Oh. Same, I had all the cards and everything, but again... Talk for another time, my friend. Okay, okay. We need to get back on track. Isekais. Of course. They are a problem child, as it were, because there are so many... Ever since 2012, there have been so many isekai anime that have been produced and put out, uh, especially since the light novel boom uh, following those years happened. Do you remember what a light novel is, Rem? All right, if I rack my brain, if I recall, it's a, like a novel, but a bit lighter than one. Yeah, no, that, that's basically it. Yep. Just a nice, simple, it's like the middle ground between manga and a novel. More words, less pictures. It's a novelette plus some pictures. Exactly, which, quite lovely. Like, if you want something nice and easy to read. But ever since the weird time that is 2011, 2012, Ever since that time period, light novel-based anime are very popular, and you can usually spot a light novel anime based on the title alone, because they're usually super long and convoluted in a lot of ways. Uh, not to bring up bad memories, but uh, Ore Email was a light uh, novel, and the whole thing of that was, you know, I can't believe my little sister's this cute or something along those lines. And now I'm in the abyss. Yes, you are. But don't worry, I'm going to bring you back out of it because this anime is nowhere near as bad. And it will not put you in the abyss. All right, so what are we exploring today? It's an isekai anime, but tell me more about it specifically. Okay, so uh, one of the popular themes of isekai anime, and this one in particular, is the idea of how does somebody get to this other world? Uh-huh. A lot of times it's usually just, uh, there they are. Yep, you're just suddenly there and you're like, oh wow, how'd I get here? And sometimes that's part of the mystery and sometimes it's just, uh, don't worry about it. Yep. When it's a don't worry about it, that's when you start to get concerned. But Yeah, then I have issues. Yes. Uh, but other times it involves the idea of the person in the modern world just straight up dying. Okay. And being uh, reincarnated, as it were, in another world. Heaven is my favorite isekai world. <laughs> uh, it's a little cliche, honestly. Uh, a lot of the standard tropes you'd expect, but, you know, it's all right. You can't go wrong with my waifu, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this specific isekai, Sean, how did they get into the world? It is the uh, second option. It's a reincarnation thing. Okay. Which uh, can be interesting. The idea is that they keep all their memories from their past life, but now they're in this new life with a different body and a different experience overall. Are they still in the normal world? Uh, no. They are in a fantasy world in this one. Okay. So it's a normal modern person being thrust into a fantasy world. You're, you're a stock-boiled uh, isekai. But here's the problem with uh, Isekai right now, the real big problem. They are kind of dime-a-dozen concept-based crap that has been put out so frequently, and there's so many really fucking awful Isekai out there. Because uh, they'll take, okay, in another world, how do we make this new and interesting? Uh, maybe he has a smartphone in another world. <laughs> or maybe he's, uh... Maybe he's actually an architect and he's in another world. Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, his goal is to screw every girl on the face of the planet in another world. All of those are real, aren't they? Yeah. Oh. All of those are real. But we're not talking about any of those today. <laughs> okay. What is the twist of this isekai? Well, Remington, you've always had a problem with bland bitch protagonists. It's true. Don't worry. He's not a bland bitch protagonist. Okay. He's not even human. He was. Not anymore. What is he now? Well, Remington, if you were transported to a fantasy world, what do you think you'd turn into? Let's see. I don't know. I'm pretty feminine, so probably an elf. Okay. Uh, you'd be wrong. Okay. 
Uh, maybe, maybe like a a a dwarf or an orc. Oh, don't be ridiculous. Is is it gonna be like a a fairy? What fairies? No. Last time we talked about fairies, things went off. <laughs> okay. Uh, just a tree, just a fantasy tree, Sean. You can't have a story about a tree and have it interesting. All right, I'm out of guesses. Well, obviously, you'd be turned into a slime. <laughs> oh, of course. Because the anime we're talking about uh, today, Remington, is simply known as, I say simply, <laughs> it's a light novel adaptation. So it's going to be quite the title. Yeah. Uh, Tensei Shitara Slime Dataken. Slime. or for uh the people who don't speak japanese which i assume is most of the people who listen to our show uh it's that time i was reincarnated as a slime i like that time you're just like very casually mentioning you're like oh guys do you remember that time i was reincarnated as a slime yeah that's wild yeah the full title that time i got reincarnated as a slime it's uh okay it's literally dude dies He's a slime. All right. So I want this to just be a two-episode anime where the first episode is him dying, turning into a slime, trying to get used to it. And the second episode is, like, him trying to get used to a slime, but then he meets some adventures. They just stab him immediately, and he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Two episodes, all you need. You know what? I would watch that. It would be hilarious. It'd be a top tier. But don't be ridiculous, Rem. Uh, you can't have a whole uh, amazing isekai fantasy shonen style romp unless you have basically every shonen trope imaginable as well as uh, some other stuff, including comedy and pretty animation. Okay, are there other slimes? Uh, actually, no. Okay. Yeah, and... Is this like a slime person or are they just slime? Oh, they are, are they like your traditional video game slime? Uh, did you ever play the old Dragon Quest games? Yes. Basically that. Okay. Just less copyright infringing. <laughs> Perfect. Can you, believe it or not, those slimes are actually copyright, uh, copywritten even. But they're just like little teardrops. Yeah, that teardrop slate for slimes with their, uh... Big slate. googly eyes. Yeah, the big googly eyes. Uh, copywritten. You can have slimes and other things, they just can't look like that. They can't look like slimes. No, they can look like slimes, just not like those slimes. I heavily disagree with the premise. All right, so we got... Slime Boy. Yes. What's Slime Boy's name? Uh, his name is Rimuru Tempest. Rimuru Tempest. Yeah, Rimuru. Uh, but is, is that my anime name? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rimuru-san, watch more anime with me. Oh, fuck. No. Uh, that's the name he's given after he's turned into a slime. Okay. Uh, and it's the only name that matters. He does have his normal human name, Who which cares? was uh, Satoru Mikami, but you will never remember it. You'll just remember him as Rimuru, the cute little slime guy. Okay, Rimuru, the cute little slime guy. Yes. Uh, and uh, the reason we're doing this anime is, is two reasons. One, I enjoy the show a lot. Okay. Uh, and two, because we got a bit of an interesting recommendation, and I think it's something I'm going to implement uh, at least once or twice every season from now on. Okay. Uh, it's an anime that's still currently airing. Oh! That, uh, relatively recently. It started, uh, in the middle of the autumn season of this most recent year, uh, and we're currently in the winter season right now, yep. uh, just so you know. Uh, and it's still ongoing, and we got an email from a lovely person by the name of Gage. Oh, Gage! I love Gage! Yes, Gage, Gage, you, you have no idea how happy you make us with, uh, your emails. Like, oof. Like... <laughs> Our cold, dead hearts beat just a little faster every time we get one from you. I I didn't see his recommendations or anything, but I did see his very flattering emails. He didn't actually recommend this anime, though. Oh, okay. So I feel deceived. No, no, no. What he recommended is that he was interested in us covering an anime that was still airing. Ah. So I So if I hate this one, it's not an attack on Gage, it's just an attack on you, Sean! Yes, it is! Oh, okay, far less pressure. Yes. Uh, Though you will probably try and attack me as much as you like, as you usually do, I don't think you will with this one. Okay. Because I like this show a lot, and it's probably in my top three, maybe or top five, let's say. Top five anime of 2018, actually. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, because there were a lot of really good anime last year. Um... But this one I have never been disappointed by because it gave me exactly what I wanted every single time and just put a smile on my face every time I watched it. So with this anime, we'll get to part two of recording and I'll make my predictions as always and we may not know if my predictions are right. Yep. 
Because the anime is currently slated for a total of 24 episodes in the first season. Right now, there's only about 15 out, with the 16th coming out, I believe, I believe that's simulcast on Sundays. Okay, this is a very interesting little experiment yeah. that we are doing then. And there were several others I could have chosen, some that are really trashy, some that are really good, and some that are just, you know, okay. But I chose this one because I've watched it weekly, week to week, never been disappointed, and it's not quite over yet. I'm cheating a little bit because I was going to do one from the winter season, but there hasn't been one in the winter season that's really resonated with me or that has three episodes yet. So I cheated a little bit by taking something from the autumn to winter season. I'll let you off with that one, though. Yes. Some of our fans may not, but <laughs> who cares? And, and trust me, guys, I'm watching all the ones you're watching, too, and so far they seem interesting, but I don't want to talk about the fucking plane anime because it's god-awful. The plane anime! Don't worry about it. What? Don't worry about what? it. What? Don't worry about I'm it. I'm all in on the plane anime. It's cute girls doing cute things in planes. What? Never mind. <laughs> um, and... Honestly, I think this would be a good one to experiment with because it's it's pretty standard with, with the Isekai formula, but the way it handles its characters and its ideals, let's say, and all of the, honestly, love and heart that was put into the show just kind of resonated with me as a person. Okay, it'll be interesting to whether I come to the other side thinking... That it's cute, if it's funny, if it's insightful, if it's action-packed, or if it's just plain weird or terrible. All you need to know about this anime is a man in his 40s. 40s? Yes. Wow. Uh, yeah, no, I know, right? An adult in a isekai? <laughs> That's wild. What a concept. Uh, gets killed in a random uh, murder on the streets. Okay. And he is reincarnated as a slime. Uh, and the first couple episodes are him figuring out his whole slime ordeal. And meeting different fantasy creatures in a very video game stylized setting. All right, I'm ready to give it a go. All right. One thing you will have to know as well, it does the trope of the main protagonist being stupidly overpowered. Ugh. But it does it. But he's a, a slime! You'll see. Okay. Let's go watch some slime reincarnate. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming five whole episodes of That Time I Got Reincarnated as a Slime. Remington, you're looking a little, uh, a little jiggly. Has the slime taken, uh, your, your heart and your soul yet? Uh, you, you, you know what, Sean? I actually have a confession. I actually have been a slime this whole time. What a twist! And so, clearly, this show really resonated because it went through many of the struggles of being a slime, which, as you can imagine, is not well represented. Uh, is this a subculture of Dracula United? Uh, it is It is uh, strongly related. It's our slime subdivision of Dracula United. Yeah, I figured that would be, like, a much smaller subsection, because usually slimes aren't... Uh... Well, that interesting. It, it's a little bit bigger of a sub. It's a little bit bigger of a subsection than it deserves, but that's only because I have a fondness for them. Okay, you know what? I can understand and respect that. But back to the show, Remington. How did yes. you feel about it? I thought that this slime reincarnated overly long title was a good anime. What? I really enjoyed it. Really, Rem? That's that's really interesting, considering. On paper, the concept is a bit eh. Yeah, it, the concept is an interesting one that can easily devolve into something that's really, really terrible. But I, but I think that the execution of it was really good. Almost surprisingly so, wouldn't you say? Yeah, like I remember while I was watching, a few of the things you had mentioned were reverberating through my head. Like in the, within the first couple minutes, I was thinking about how you said that it looked very pretty and... They were just in the normal world, and I was like, well, I don't know if it's really pretty. It's mild stylistic choices-ish. Mm -hmm. uh, and then it gets to the bits that are really, really pretty, and a very unique CG style that I have yet to see in any other anime quite like this. Like, it's a weird blend of madoka magica and akira which is very strange considering what this anime is 
it is interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of anime in this day and age will use CG to cut corners, uh, to, you know, fill in backgrounds or uh, just get away with things that they would take much more time to hand draw. But Slime kind of makes a point of not doing that. Yeah, they are not lazy in their creation, whether that's from the art or whether it's from all of the details of their world building and the characters around them. They do a phenomenal job. Everything that Sword Art Online bastardizes as an isekai, the slime does real good. So you're definitively saying that uh, Slime Reincarnate is way better than Sword Art? Infinitely so! Really? If you were to put it on a chart, where would they be? Uh, they wouldn't be on the same chart, Sean. <laughs> they just wouldn't no? belong together. Uh, are you sure? Yeah, they they should never be uttered in, in the same categories. But the thing is, Remington, you kind of have to talk about the pair of them, because the big isekai boom was partially started by Sword Art Online in a lot of ways. Tell me that everyone loves this one, because this one is actually good. Everyone absolutely adores this anime, Remington. Oh, hell yeah, there we go. That's what I like to hear. For once, I agree with the weebs. Yet, uh, on Mal, which of course is not the definitive rating system, it's just the most popular and it has a lot more data than others. Yep. Uh, it has a rating of about 8.45. There we go! That's a rating it deserves. Mm -hmm. If anything, it should be a little bit higher. I think this may be one of my top five anime. I would have to think about it, but it is a strong contender. Well, let's break it down bit by bit then, Remington. It's All been right. a minute since we've done that, and I'm curious to see what makes you enjoy this one so much. I know the reasons I enjoy it and why everybody else enjoys it, but Remington, you're a bit of an anomaly when it comes to liking <laughs> of things. Of course. Because you don't usually like things. No, no, especially when they're weeb things. Because you're a very hateful, hateful man. Yep, especially for Japan. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> oh, oh, God! I, oh, no. I, I don't know if we can use that joke. <laughs> you want one that we really can't? No, absolutely not. I'll, uh, I'll leave that to the editor's hey, discretion. Hey, hey. If you include this joke, just censor it. I think... you made Yay! oh no so let's break it down Sean. <laughs> yeah let's let's break it down bit by bit the show starts just as i described to you it starts on well kind of it starts with a bit of a short scene that kind of piques your curiosity that isn't really referenced uh in the five episodes we've watched uh, it starts off with the bombing of Tokyo during World War II. Yeah, which was interesting, and I still don't really understand. There were lots of visual parallels between that and then the city that was being attacked by the Tempest Dragon, right? But I still don't really understand what was going on there at all. Well, I will say this. It's kind of a... It's a hook, is what I'd call it. It's an interesting kind of cold start to get you interested and be like, hey, what's this about? I'm going to make the bold claim right now. Little girl who got carried off into this firestorm, right? She is going to be that one super important hero bitch. Oh, you mean the hero that uh, defeated Veldora Tempest? Yeah. Okay. You know what? That's a pretty good prediction, man. Yeah, that's going to be my guess. Okay. And uh, if we had watched more, you'd be able to find that out. Uh, but yeah, no, it opens up with that very interesting, very cold, very dramatic opening for a lighthearted isekai oh, yeah. comedy show. And then it goes a little bit more lighthearted because it goes back to just present day. And you have the main character, which who cares what his normal name is? He's Rimuru. And it's Rimuru as a human. And he's going, he's talking to his work colleagues or whatever. And then he gets stabbed. He gets stabbed 
by just some crazy dude. Yeah. And so you got like two minutes of lighthearted fun times and then a n- just murder. Yep. Isn't that your kind of anime, though, Remington? It really is. The fact that there were two deaths within the first four minutes, things are looking good in the Remington world. And they weren't just pointless deaths, either. They actually served a purpose. Yeah, and they still handled it with seriousness, but also levity. They really combined that well. And then, throughout some of the things that Rimuru says... He gets certain abilities. Things are popping up. Weird screens that you don't fully understand yet that are sort of like a very surreal video game. And then he wakes up. And he is understandably confused because he can't see anything. He can't really feel much of anything. And his senses are all wibbly-wobbly, as it were. But they don't spend four episodes of him not understanding what's going on. He's confused, and then he does some stuff, and then he understands a bit of what's going on. He doesn't understand everything by any means, but he understands what he is. And that is a slime. Yep. And I thought that it was a really nice decision where he's not like, what? I'm a slime. Oh, no. What? What is this being a slime? It was like, oh, I'm a slime. Wow. Okay. So I can do this, I guess. Which is just a nice change. And I think that some people might dock it. Oh, wow. He understands it so quickly. But I am just not interested in watching over and over again anytime anything like this happens them bemoan that they're so confused when we as the audience have understood since the beginning because it's the entire point of the goddamn show. And it's not like it's in the overtly long title or anything. Yeah, it's like it's not going to be a surprise to us and so try to make the main character get to our level relatively quickly. Then we can explore things with the main character rather than telling them the obvious things. And so he explores his new slime powers where he can eat anything and analyze it. And then he ends up exploring further and deeper. And then he meets one big scary beast. A beast that he can't see that's cloaked in shadows because at this point he doesn't really see anything. Everything that we see is very dull, very dark, very gray. Uh, lots of very muted colors, and it's an interesting shift in perspective, especially when we get to the scene where he comes across a big, scary, shadow thing that we can't quite make out, and that's what we assume Rimuru is seeing as well, which is a very nice dynamic. And then the thing starts talking to him. And this big, scary thing, it decides to make Rimuru a deal. It will help him see, but when he does... He cannot be scared, and he must talk to the dark, shadowy figure again. That's the whole deal. Nice and mysterious and lurking, which Rimuru accepts. I mean, why wouldn't you? Being able to see is a very important uh, attribute for a lot of people. Exactly, and so the big, scary creature grants him magic sense. He's able to see now. He looks at the beautiful array of colors in this hyper-magical cave once again. Very well done art. And then he looks towards the big scary shadow monster. And it is a giant dragon. Just a huge, dark, spooky dragon. That's not CG. Yeah, it was a very well done dragon. And, of course, in perfect comedic fashion, he freaks out a little bit. Yup. And they talk for a little bit. It turns out that the dragon has been trapped there for hundreds of years. His magic is slowly draining. He talks a bit about his backstory. Also, a great decision is the dragon is a tsundere, which they acknowledge that the dragon is a tsundere. And I'm going to make a weird claim here. It might be my favorite tsundere so far because it's so different and because it's not the same exact thing. It's tentatively my favorite tsundere. <laughs> You know, I can respect that, because it is the tsundere trope through and through, but one, it's on a dude, and two, it's on a giant frickin' old man dragon. Yeah, and they don't play off all the tropes, they acknowledge (laughs) all of the tropes and handle them in a very self-aware way. Not to be confused with the self-awareness of, say, Rosario Vampire, where it says, oh, haha, get it how bad we are. No, not quite like that, just genuine and useful self-awareness. And so they concoct a plan. It's all about how to get the dragon out 
Uh, but their interactions is what I would more like to highlight than the story or the plot. Because uh, their interactions were really strong. And then Rimuru ends up essentially eating him in his cage. <laughs> Spoilers, man. Wow. It's it's episode one. Uh, two, actually. Is it? Yep. What? Yep. Oh, it went by so quick. It does. Oh, man. But that's how you can tell it's a pretty entertaining show when you watch more than one episode and it doesn't feel like more than one episode. Yeah, it went through much faster than almost any other anime you have showed me. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it constantly had action filled throughout it. It constantly jumped from one thing to another in a very logical way. Every character always had a motivation. Every character always had personality and all characters when interacting with each other it made sense within the world so they guided you from point a to point b every step and every step was interesting and well motivated which is a constant criticism i have of many other anime where you have templates for characters who only speak in cliches who have no authentic relationships and no motivations for any of their actions and fortunately slime reincarnate it subverted all of those in a delightful fashion Every character does have a motivation, especially the main character, which, come on, that is so goddamn important. Oh, yeah, Rimuru is a really good main character. He is very charming as a slime. The way they express emotion through the animation for the slime is spectacular, simply phenomenal, and always very interesting to see how they explore those different facets of it. Meanwhile, you can tell that he's greatly flawed in a lot of ways, but also you just enjoy who he is and how he interacts with the world. Because this might come as a shock to you, Remington, but Slime doesn't really do anything super original. It's a very basic fantasy setting and fantasy plot, but the execution of it and the character interactions within are what make it truly special. Similar to how we talked about how your name took a very common idea and made it unique and interesting, I would say the exact same thing for Slime Reincarnate. It takes a lot of similar ideas being foisted into a different world as a different creature where you have to figure out what's going on, taking some of those overpowered elements, which I also think were handled very well because it wasn't just I can do whatever I want, it says, here's what I can do, and whenever he ends up consuming something else, you're very interested to see how he grows from that, the new abilities, the new concepts, and so it's fascinating to see. You get the same pleasure as if you were the one playing the video game, getting all these powers and abilities, and all the characters are just really likable and interesting. Even the one super asshole that we've seen so far It's shown that he has some sort of redemption. He's not only asshole, even if he is very largely asshole. And that's so nice to see, especially because most of the characters are pretty wholesome. This is a wholesome show through and through. Conflict usually arises from uh, characters just being greedy, quite frankly. That's really the only source of major conflict, uh, greed and or... Power hunger is a lot of the conflict that arises from this show. You haven't really gotten to much of that. The most conflict we've really had is in the fourth and fifth episode in the Dwarf Kingdom, or I suppose you could say the conflict with the Direwolves, but that was done in about five seconds. Oh yeah, just how they explore these different ideas. So far, they have continuously introduced new elements, which without foregoing any of the old ones, they continue to build and expand upon everything they already have while also showing you new things on the horizon and taking you to them. And then you get to see all of the interplay between absolutely all of them. The only critique that maybe I slightly have is that we haven't really seen the Tempest Dragon too much since he was consumed. But that is a pretty small one, and I imagine we are going to see him in the coming episodes. Uh, it is true that we will eventually see him. Because, uh, I mean, how can we not? Of course. Uh, but as an anime-only uh, watcher at this point, 
uh, because this is a series of light novels, like I mentioned yep. as well, and I'm planning on reading them soon. It's just, it's kind of hard to get into the idea of reading something when I enjoy the anime so much and I'm worried that it's going to change my opinions of the oh, anime. Yeah. That, that scares me a little bit, yep. but I probably will have to at some point just for clarification. But currently there's about 15 or 16 episodes out right now, and the only thing we know about the dragon so far is the effect his disappearance has on the world. And mm. that is a common theme throughout most of this. And I, I like that it's shown that his disappearance has had an impact. I think that's very well thought out. But I don't know how I feel about him not being as prominent a character as I think he probably should be. I'm sure he will be much more prominent in the future. But as the show progresses, it ceases to become a typical isekai shounen battle anime. Which it kind of is in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. And becomes more about... It's basically fucking city sim, my dude. <laughs> or civilization, uh, your game of choice. Yeah, so far we've already seen elements of that where it's, okay, here is your town. All right, now improve your population. Now improve the clothes and the shelter, right? And he's just bringing a bunch of elements in to help make a better, bigger city. Yeah, because, I mean... What else are you going to do? You're a super powerful slime thr thrust into a strange world. You had just consumed your only friend trying to help him escape. What are you going to do with your time? And I think the ways that it explores things like boredom or friendship, the fact that he's not just building this town just because he wants a huge town, but because there are people within that town that sincerely care about him and that he seems to care about, even if he occasionally feels a bit strange about, I think that that is very strong because you've also come to care about all of these different creatures and you experience a lot of what Rimuru does in that you are seeing all of these new things that you are trying to figure out and learn about just like he is. And... That is the interesting thing about this show, Remington, because like I said, it is cookie-cutter isekai through and through. Overpowered main character, loads of people love him for various reasons, uh, he is the center of all attention in the show. And you know what? Let's compare and contrast those three elements with Sword Art Online, because in Sword Art Online, those were three heavy critiques that I laid upon the main character, Kirito. Correct. But I do not think, even though all those are true, that those are critiques for this anime. And let me explain why by taking them one by one. So first, we have an overpowered main character. It's a trope that's been done in anime since anime has been a thing. All the way back to as far as Fist of the North Star and uh, even some older Gundam stuff. Coming closer to more to Dragon Ball Z, as well as a lot of more modern shonen. It's a common theme, and it can be done very well, but a lot of the times it takes a lot of the drama and tension out of things. It usually falls apart because it's a show that pretends to have high stakes, but you know how it's going to end. The main character is overpowered, they're going to win. And so the stakes that it pretends are there just aren't. And it feels like it is lying to you or trying to mislead you in a very basic and fundamental manner, almost like it's treating you like a child. Meanwhile, something like Rimaru's character, where he is overpowered, sure, but he is just as confused. He's not some arrogant protagonist, nor is it ever trying to so far present it as super high stakes. And he's overpowered in an interesting way that's fun to watch. He is developing new powers and new abilities, and he's very difficult to stop, sure, but first, we don't know if there are limits, and so there's still in the back of our mind the possibility that something can go wrong. But second, and most importantly, as he grows, he becomes more interesting rather than less interesting. Yes, because his ability to mimic other creatures he consumes is the foundation of his overpoweredness. The idea of consuming your enemies and gaining their strength is a popular trope in a lot of media. And in this case, it's done in such a fascinating and interesting way that you can't help but wondering, what's he going to do next? And the tension buildup is the most important thing for a show like this. Uh, obviously, if it's an overpowered character, he's going to win most of the time. But how do you get tension and drama? Well, usually the tension and drama comes from the characters around him. 
you know, it's the waiting for Goku to come and save the day effect, right? You are watching all these characters whose power levels are significantly lower than the main character, so you can worry for them especially. And if you're attached to those characters, then the emotion is much more rewarding when Rimuru does come and save the day. And then we move on to the second issue, everyone loves the main character. Something like Kirito, it took a very bland and very unlikable and selfish protagonist and tried to pretend that they were some insane heartthrob and created a harem anime from it. Meanwhile, with Rimuru, you have a genuinely likable main character. They help other people, and he's not trying to be cool ever. Rimuru is not a cool character, but that makes him so much more likable because of it. The fact that he will genuinely help people and show his kindness, show his appreciation for others, show that he really cares, and not in some mysterious bullshit way, but in a vulnerable kind of way. That makes him a far better character, so when a bunch of other characters like him, you think, well, yeah, he's been a really helpful little slime, hasn't he? And one slight correction, he does try to be cool all the time. Yeah, let, let, me, let me correct <laughs> it. He tries to be cool, and he just isn't. He just very much is not cool. <laughs> to us. Everybody else around him, though, think he's the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah, and... The way that it presents it, it shows that there is a, a definite sense of irony here. He definitely is that 40-year-old virgin, and it will not try and defend him from that fact. So even if he can seem a bit cool in the world, we can see that he's definitely a dork, and it doesn't shy away from presenting him as a dork. And that is just wonderful, isn't it? And the third thing, that he is the center of all attention. For Kirito, that's annoying because, once again, he is a bland bitch protagonist where you start to question why you're even following him in the first place. With Rimuru, he has sincerely interesting and captivating interactions with everybody that he comes to play with. Everyone that he comes face to face with, he has something new and interesting. Every ability that he gets creates even more variety, and so he's the center of attention, but it never becomes too samey, or at least it hasn't thus far. That is correct, and I can confirm that throughout the show, every week I'm like, oh god, how long can they keep this up? But I, by the end of every episode, I'm just smiling. Whether it's because there's a really cool action scene, or some really good comedy moments, or some really heartwarming, interesting, wholesome character interactions. Because, uh, now this is a slight critique uh, a lot of people have with anime in general, especially shonen, is that a lot of times OPs will have spoilers. Uh, little things, but sometimes more major than others. The Slime Reincarnate OP is fantastic and it's wonderful, but my god... I don't recommend watching it if you're watching the show because it, yeah. it it reveals a lot of things that should really come as a surprise later on. Yeah, and I've definitely had an issue with the opening. I, For the same reason, I'm not a huge fan of even book blurbs. I want to be surprised, and the openings often ruin said surprise. And that's a minor critique, but it definitely still exists. So if you're going to watch Slime Reincarnate... Don't uh, really watch the OP until episode 9. You can listen to it, because the song is pretty fucking kick-ass, in my opinion. Oh, it's yeah. A, it's a very let's-get-pumped-up type of opening song. But by the time you get to episode 9, that's when the really major thing has changed. And after that, you can go back and watch the OP, and you can be like, oh, man, this is a fantastic OP. I love these references and the foreshadowing it gives and all blah, 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 blah. But that's only effective if you get to a certain point in the anime. Yeah, ultimately, where I lie on this anime, I think that it's a great combination between Hughes and Umaru-chan set in everything Sword Art Online could have done right. I'm ignoring the Umaru-chan statement. But it's so accurate, Sean. Ignoring it. And all of that is how it makes me feel, and that, I think, is a fantastic combination and creation. And the interesting thing is, Remington, like I said, this show is still airing. 
I'm very interested to see where it will go. And it is slated to have about 24 or 25 episodes. So we've still got about a month, a month and a half, give or take, before this show will finish its first season. And with the way it's going right now, I'm excited. Like, I don't have a lot of dark, scared thoughts for how this show could end. Just wait for people to be listening to this a few months later, right? Maybe a year later, there's a season two in the works, and people just aren't interested because season one ended horrendously. And everyone's like, oh, man, look at Sean's optimism. Remember when we were all optimistic? <coughs> Attack on Titan season two. What? Uh, uh, that's pretending Attack on Titan season one was any good, which is false. Mm-hmm. But at any rate... Yeah, no, it, that's actually what is really interesting about this whole episode we're doing, man, because this is the first time we're covering an actively airing series, and the problem with that is we don't know how it's going to end, so any praises we have right now might be completely different by the end of the series, and this means we're going to have to come back to Slime Coon at some point. What this means is don't judge us if episode 20 gets super racist. We didn't know. <laughs> yeah, no, trust us. It's, uh... So far, it's wonderful, and it's wholesome, and it's magnificent, but that could change. Whether or not that ruins the whole show, that's up to discussion, and we will have some animes where we talk more about that in the future. Uh, something that comes to mind is obviously the ending of Death Note, uh, the manga version of Usagi Drop. Oh, God, we don't talk about that. Uh, but that's besides the point. You'll learn about this stuff later, oh, Remington. But for now, I am optimistic, and I can't wait to come back to Slimekun. But I have to ask Remington... Want to go watch some more that time I got reincarnated as a slime? Heck yes, I do. Oh, yeah. Let's go. But first, thank you guys all so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you enjoyed our in-depth discussions on the efficacies of a being a slime, you can leave a review on whatever platform you listen on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, or honestly just spread by us by word of mouth. That's the best way for us to grow. And if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's for comment, question, feedback, concern, or a recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter, or send an email over onto AnimeOutOfContext at gmail.com. We have a little bit of a backlog right now, but we are hoping to clear that up, and we greatly appreciate all of the amazing emails you guys have been sending. They really do fill our heart with joy and appreciation, but oh my god, it's a lot more than we anticipated, quite frankly. But yes, I am working through the emails as quickly as I can, and don't worry guys, some of you have expressed concern about whether or not Remington sees the recommendations, but you still want to say nice things to him. I always preview the emails before I show them to him so he never has to be spoiled on any recommendations. So I read through the emails, but I don't read the recommendations. Uh, but once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, before you just turn us off at this point, uh, we got a very interesting uh, bit of fan mail, I suppose It's one of say. my favorite fan mails we've ever received, ever. And if you want to listen to what that is, just tune in after the outro, and I think you will be interested. And I've got to be said, viewer discretion is advised for this, because, oh my god, it hurts me deep inside. <laughs> but for now, let's go watch some more Slime Coon. How's it going, gentlemen? It's going oh, good. Yeah. So, uh, I personally received a, uh, something thanks to you, Remington, actually. <laughs> okay. An email, an email, a message, an instant message of some variety from a uh, gentleman who goes by the name of Stick Ripper. Oh? oh? Yeah. And in the most recent episode, Remington. Yep. Do you remember your comment about a specific two meme characters? <laughs> uh, the ideal anime shipping. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, um, this is our very first piece of fan fiction, actually. <laughs> and because you said that, this uh, individual, Stick Ripper, decided to write up a short story. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. No. Am I going to be emotionally prepared for this? No. Oh, no, you're God. Not. Oh, no. So, uh... I I've only gone over this once, and I was confused 
the entire thing felt like a fever dream. So I'm probably going to get a few words wrong. They're going to be mispronunciations, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to get it across well enough. I've never been more excited. I've never been more terrified. (laughs) You know who this individual is, Robinson, I'm sure. Anyway. You'll know as soon as you start reading it. The figure lay there motionless. A simple mound of flesh upon a pool of vomit and blood. His eyelids fluttered, straining to stay open. In the reflection of his glasses, he saw his ghost. Its face was colorless, with stress lines deep as valleys, the life in its eyes slowly burning out. For a while it stared at him, with he looking back. He saw the bottle behind the transparent profile, its contents long ingested. Do not take more than six capsules in one 24-hour period. If more than six capsules are taken in one 24-hour period, seek medical attention immediately. What? His left hand began trembling slowly raising itself off the ground as if he was a marionette puppet, with only one frail string left attached. It found itself inside his pocket, the cold glass of the phone a chilling sensation. He grasped the phone, the slender fingers weakly curled around the device, drawing it out of the pocket and resting it on his chest. He repositioned his head, tearing his eyes away from the figure. The backlight of the screen destroyed his retinas. Take the pain away. He exhaled weakly, his voice unrecognizable to even himself. A silhouette appeared on the screen, slowly coming into focus. A girl was in the kitchen, tenderly seeing a meal in the works. Her slender figure was reek and frail, as if she could be broken as easily as a porcelain doll. She had long hair that reached down past her backside with bangs like the spikes of ebony, yet similar to theater curtains that opened up to show her eyes. They were dark as coal, yet soft as silk. It would give off a scent of Axe Sport Blast, two-in-one hair and body wash. A different scent for girls, to be sure, but a unique scent to her. Her hair was pulled into two symmetrical pigtails, each tied with a pink hair tie. She had big, beautiful eyes and a cute face that glowed when she smiled. She gave a little wave to the camera and kept cooking. A toothy smile slowly stretched across this man's face, his breathing gradually getting slower. Suddenly, all his remaining strength gave out. The phone slipped from his grasp, crashing onto his exposed teeth before coming to a clattering halt on the floor near his head. (laughs) A broken tooth and fresh blood was all he could surmise anymore. As he slowly slipped into the darkness, tears slowly pouring down his face, the girl in the video words in that innocent tone. The girl in the video uttered words in that innocent tone of innocence past. Remington? Nico, Nico, Ten out of ten. The fact that me, all three of us know who this is in person doesn't surprise me in the slightest. I love this so much. Okay, yep, yep, okay. Oh my god. God. Why? So good. He's supposed to be our friend, right? I've never felt closer. I've never felt farther away. (laughs) Like, I have a deep emotional disturbance in the force, because... Wait wait a minute, was that... Highlighting fucking Moomin Rider's death and his last thoughts of Nico? Him overdosing, apparently. (laughs) It's a bit of a dark, dark fan fiction. Jesus, you're gonna have to put a fucking disclaimer in front of this shit. (laughs) How's that for a cold open? Oh, what a start. What a start. Wait, are you planning on putting that in this episode? Why not? Nico, Nico, Nico. Nico, 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 motherfuckers. That definitely changes the tone of the entire show. <laughs> like, fuck. I love it so much. And we haven't even fucking properly started yet. Jesus. All right. Christ. Let's get properly started. All right. <laughs> get your composure on. 